Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is entitled At Your Door. It was written by Ellen Eisenwill, Mark Morrison, Barbara Manui, Chris Adams, Scott D. Anielowski, and Herbert Hyde. I'm your Game Master, and this is Episode 22. Our recap will be done by Keith Craig as his character, Dr. Heather Mills. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Keith? Thanks, Tom. Oh, these keys. Okay. Hotel room here. All right. Uh, well, it's going to be a long-distance phone call. I guess I'll just charge that to the company. Well, come on, pick up. Hey, Jack, Jack, it's Dr. Mills. Yeah, I know it's early. Well, you shouldn't have been up, up so late watching all those videos. Yeah, I know, I, I told you to watch it, and you're getting school credit, yes. Hey, hey, just take, just write this down. It's my uh, update. I'm a, we're following a hot lead, and I need to pass this on. So to follow on uh, at the museum, that statue, they'll know what I'm talking about. The statue, it, it was quite disturbing. It was almost a crab-like feature and all in it. But what was most uh, disturbing about it, we found a broken test tube at its feet and it had some of the uh, pink stuff at it. Well, you would know what that pink stuff was if you worked with the other insistence instead of watching all the videos all the time. Yeah, I, I heard something happen too. Well, anyway, anyway, uh, like I said, um, the, the exhibit there, it's being sponsored by a church up here, the Church of Redemption. It's a fundamentalist church up here. It's led by uh, Reverend Baxter Lolly. Seems strange that a fundamentalist church would be sponsoring a frauds, uh, frauds and fakes exhibit. But, but you know they they are. So uh, we were unable to get any further that that day. But that evening, Mister uh, Glensandi came by, you know, and uh, he brought a VCR cassette for us to watch. No, it wasn't one of those. It was uh, security footage and all. Um, it was security footage of the lab. You should have heard about that. The security guard uh, on, the, on the lab, uh, he was the one that sabotaged the lab. Uh, most curiously, his shadow, it, it had a serpentine quality to it. You know, I'm sure it wasn't the lighting or the tape being distorted. It, it was very distinct. And uh, what, what makes me positive that it was that was that they ran a test on the uh, toxin that, that was used it had a uh, cobra venom in it you know as things are getting very strange up here anyway the security guard he was found another victim of the ripper he was two found two blocks from his house unfortunately he he was skinned so it was a little bit different yeah, yeah, it, it is disturbing. Yeah, I'll, I'll take care of myself. Don't don't worry about that. You'll still get your grade. Anyway, we got some of the meat from that Black Dragon restaurant. Remember, uh, there's one down there. Don't eat it. Don't eat there. We're going to get it analyzed. We have a sneaking suspicion that it might be uh, humans in it. Anyway, at the hotel, uh, when we got back to the hotel, we saw a couple men. One of them's name was Scott. I didn't catch the other one's name. They uh, kind of met the description of the Rippers, and disturbingly, they're staying at our hotel. Well, we uh, intercepted them at breakfast, and one of them needed to go back to his room, we, so I followed him, and uh, they're staying in room 507. 
Yeah, and yeah, I need to get back down there and because uh, he should be headed back down to breakfast and we need to follow him and all. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you ask to, Mr. JTIC, uh what's the status with Mr. Glonsande? Is he, is he married or anything? Um, j just for research, of course, you know. But uh, all right, we'll talk to you later, Jack. Keep up the research. Keep up the good work. Click. Cool. All right. So as you recall, you're downstairs. You're, you've had breakfast. Um, the two gentlemen uh, in black, can't remember exactly what I said they were wearing, but it seems appropriate. Uh, they've gotten up, they've paid their bill, and they've walked out and they've caught a bus somewhere. Uh, Dr. Ethan, I believe you're outside. You were kind of watching them or going to follow them. Is that the case? As I recall, he was uh, outside uh, pretending to smoke, and I tapped him to say, they know who everyone else, they know we're all together except for you. Um, we were ready, uh, Dr. Liege was going to follow if they were driving, but since they're taking mass transit, it's all on you. All right. I'll uh, do my best. Well, the question would be is when they get on the bus, what do you do? Should I f jump on with them? Like they're going to a bus stop, right? Right. Well, I, I turned to uh, Dr. Uh, what's his name? Not David. <laughs> um, sorry. sorry. I turned to him and I say, uh, well, do you want me to jump on the bus or should we trail them? And if we have to have any interaction with them, I can jump out of the car and follow them. Like if they see me, because they haven't seen me yet. Uh, why don't you get on the bus with them and I'll hop in with Dr. Leisure. We can try to follow the bus. So we have All two right. sets of eyes. So I'll do that. Okay. So you're on the bus with them. Uh, what are the rest of you going to do? I believe I'm watching the cars. Yeah. Yeah, as stated, I'm going to go and find Dr. Liege and see if we can get the, you know, get in position to follow the bus. Since I assume the bus isn't there instantaneously. Um, no, but um, you guys were all still in the building. Um, are you all going to try to follow the bus then? Is that your choice? Well, I'm just getting down the steps. Uh... So uh, if everyone's thinking of following the bus, I was going to see if anyone, maybe we wanted to try and get into the room. You did see which room they went into, 507. Yep. Well, I mean, if if Dr. Carlisle is already, already getting a follow them, you know, I'm not sure if, if some of us stay to get into the room and the rest of take the cars. Yeah, if I recall, because uh, Dr. Carlisle ate separately from us so that he wouldn't be uh, spotted. Correct. I think that when, when they were leaving, either, I don't know, just before or just after them, I went and tapped him and, and sent him on his duty. But I think that the plan was for Dr. Liege to get in our vehicle in case they were driving out from the hotel. So it seems like one in the bus, two in the car, and two left in the hotel. 
Okay. Sounds, sounds good. Who's, who's, who's well, taking I, I should probably stay at the hotel because I have the most interaction with them. I mean, I struck up a conversation with the guy. I think he'd remember me. Yeah. And I talked to the, uh, just briefly, but I did talk to the one in the elevator. All right. And they were both taking notes as they left the restaurant. So unless they were food reviewers who happen to be witches and maybe rippers, I think we can be sure that they're keeping track of who they interact with. Do we have anyone that's handy with uh, lock, lock picks? Wasn't Desmond? Yeah. I've, I've had a little luck, but I, I think I'm already heading out. Okay. All right. And frankly, I'm not enormously skilled. I just don't have base. Right. Yeah. All right. Margaret and I, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get in. All right. So let's deal with Heather and Margaret. Um, you guys get in the elevator. You head up to 507. Mm -hmm. And... Um, As you arrive uh, in that corridor, you can see the maid uh, down at the other end working her way towards that room. Mm -hmm. is, is there a master card on her cart? Or a master key? Is she probably keeps it there. Yeah, it's like uh, one of those that like, on like a little pool chain, so it's right. attached to her belt or something. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Um, I'm gonna. You can't see her, by the way. She's in one of the right. rooms right now. All right, I'm gonna go uh, walk up to her cart and see if, like, they've got a uh, a list of the names of people staying staying in the rooms because, like, sometimes they'll say, "Oh, check out, uh, Keith is checking out on this day," or but it, the last name is what I'm looking for. Okay. Um... I, I, I wasn't aware of that, but um, go ahead and do a luck roll. Let's see if she has such a thing. <laughs> no, apparently she doesn't. <laughs> well, let's say that there is a list there, except that it, it would be too conspicuous for you to get it and, and right. <laughs> fiddle through it while she's not too far away. She could step out at any time to grab a bottle of cleaner right yeah well do we want to try and have her uh open the door or we want to just uh doctor foot it <laughs> well we could um well we could try to pretend like we left our keys in there yeah that was my thinking and all you know we could say that uh we could pretend we're kind of uh, ladies of the night. We left our uh, stuff there with Scott. I mean, we know one of their one of their names. Oh, it is an idea. Yeah. How 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 are you at uh, telling stories there, uh, Margaret? Um, uh, ones that aren't truthful, not very good. All right. Well. Convincing somebody my point of view a little better. You're right, right. Yeah, well, let's just let's go for it. As long as we're confident, as long as you're confident, people will believe you. I, I find that, unless they work at museums. 
<laughs> so uh go and uh kind of you know do that little hesit <laughs> do that little hesitating uh knock on the uh, door that you know when you you're just trying to oh get their attention but you don't want to make it obvious okay um after a couple seconds she peeks around the corner and she's like she's like oh i'm sorry uh do you need back in your room uh, I, I do, but this is this isn't my room. I uh, unfortunately I uh, I left my I, I left my key in my room, and I can't can't get in room room five hundred seven. My husband and I, Scott, we're 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 staying there. Oh oh um, well um, you're supposed to call down to the concierge if uh, wait, which room is it? Oh five hundred seven. Why don't you do a persuade roll? Okay. You have some skill points in persuade. Five, five. It's worth five luck. It's worth five luck. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so she, you're smiling, and you look, you look legitimate. So, um, she smiles back, and she, uh, she comes over, and she unlocks the door for you. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. I'm so sorry about 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 this. And uh, it's okay. Yeah. Well, I uh, I kind of sir get out a couple of Canadian dollars uh, for a tip. And it's like like thank you, thank you. You know, it's always good to to pay people back. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. And she goes back to what she's doing. Okay. So nicely done, Heather. Tell, I'm telling you, you missed your you missed your chance to be an actress. Yeah, well, I, I do live in California. Let's get in here before anyone comes along. Right. So when you step through the door, um, I don't have a map to show you, but I'll, I'll kind of give you the rundown. Uh, just as you step through the door, there is a closet. You're, you're on one end of the apartment, on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're coming in through the the south east corner okay as you come in there's a a, an immediately to your uh, right there's a closet and then a bathroom okay Okay. and then it opens up into a living room uh there's a couch there's a coffee table there's a desk there's a couple of other chairs there's a television um there's a kind of a fancy wooden cabinet that's on like brass wheels that looks like it can be moved around for some reason. Uh, on the far end, it's sort of archways to sort of separate it from the, the bedroom. There's not really a door. Mm-hmm. And you can see there's a king-size bed. There's night tables. Um, there's another bathroom and another closet at the far end. Nice. Wow. And uh, big windows, balcony outside. Okay. Uh, it looks nice. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is uh, if it's a chain or it's one of those, uh, yeah, it's one of those locks. I'm going to ch- I'm going to chain chain the door. Okay, that way uh, the maid doesn't open it on us. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm gonna start looking through the drawers and stuff. There aren't any like visible suitcases or anything. Um, well, there's a couple of interesting things. The first thing that you notice is that there is a kind of a wooden box um about you know yay big sitting on the ground it looks like it's made out of some sort of fine cherry wood polished highly polished it has 
gold or brass fixtures on it. Um, there's also a lot of things on the tables, you know, brochures for the hotel, brochures for things around. Um, so, yeah, are you going to look at that thing, the box? Yep. Um, the box has some ornate symbols on the top. Um, since, since you know that they're Wicca, you sort of get the impression they're like they're uh, occult symbols of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, the little box is not locked, but it is held closed close by clasps that just pop open when you open them. It, inside is um, uh, a rather extensive collection of crystals of various elements and things, um, quite a lot of them of high quality and uh, uh, the book is all lined inside with like velvet. Hmm. Hmm. This is quite the, uh, the collection here. It is. Heather, what are you going to look at? Uh, I'm going to look in the that very first closet. Okay. Um, what you find are a number of coats and... Uh, uh, slacks and things like that that are hanging there but there is also a uh a leather and a denim uh trench coat mm -hmm. similar to the ones mentioned by the police when you uh go through the uh pockets in the, the trench coat including seeing internal pockets um in one of the pockets you find a postcard from the black dragon restaurant Mm -hmm. uh, does it look like it's been mailed? Mm -mm. Okay. It's got pictures of the outside with the dragons and the right like that. I'll take it, Doctor Margaret. What do you want to do? I'm going to start looking through the uh, the drawers and um, the dressers and things that are in there. Okay. Any storage? Uh, when you start going through the dressers. Uh, you're finding mostly clothes and, uh, and various things like that. But do a spot hidden for me. Uh, 58 is good. Okay. Under one of, uh, in, like in the underwear drawer that they've got, um, you find a small black leather book. Um, it looks almost like it's handmade. Uh, it has a pentagram on the, the cover. And in gold letters, it says Book of Shadows. I'll take a look through it. Okay. Uh, when you look inside, it looks like it's all in handwriting. And the name inscribed on the inside of it is Scott Davidson. Hmm. It looks like various, um, I don't know, bits of wisdom and knowledge and 
things that look like symbols and incantations and prayers and anything that looks like the uh, endurance chant in here not really any mention uh, of a you would have to read through the whole thing which would probably well kind of i'm just glancing through just trying to see if uh if the name shubnagaroth shows up um do a spot hidden or yeah references to the divine mother or spot hidden 49 good there's some odd things in there. Um, there's a kind of diagram or circle uh, that it, it seems to be that you're supposed to draw this on the ground and it, uh, it can bind certain entities to keep them entrapped there. Um, but you don't see anything directly referencing Shabdagurath or anything like that. Okay, does it does a circle does it specify what type of entities? Or is it vague? <laughs> it's vague. Demons, uh uh gen, um and other uh um uh, what do I want to say, malevolent entities. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm gonna set this back where I found it. Oh okay. I'll move into the bathroom. Okay. Um, uh, the first, which bathroom? The first one? You were right next to the closet. Right, so yeah. First bathroom. Uh, it's pretty much a normal bathroom. Um, it's got a small television and telephone inside the, the bathroom, which is kind of unusual. And uh, it's got a lot of uh, personal items. Mm-hmm. There's a hairbrush. There's a shaving kit. There's things like that. Uh, but all of them have golden initials on them. J-T. J-T, Juliet yeah. Tango. Okay. How did you know about Miss Tango? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have our ways. Yeah. I'll uh, turn on the TV, see what channel it's on, see if they've been watching it. Um. Just seeing if it's on the channel that that church is regularly broadcasting on. Um, I don't remember what channel I said that was on. Let's just say it's on channel five, like the news. Okay. All right. Turn back off. Which we should say when you flip it on the news, it's like, well, it's a scorcher again, people. Uh, it's, the temperature's really bad. And I know this is Canadian news, but the uh, the homeless population in San Amiel continues to decline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, but <laughs> okay. Um, all right, I'll come out of the bathroom, uh, run my hand underneath the mattress, and be- you know between the mattress and the box spring. Um, you don't find anything between the the mattress and the box spring. Um, there are you do notice that on one of the nightstands there is a uh, a brochure for the Royal Ontario Museum, uh, which has the exhibition uh, Frauds, Fakes, Forgeries, and Fictions Mm -hmm. on the top. Um, Dr. Margaret, uh, what are you doing? You've gone through the drawers. You haven't found anything. 
Gone to the drawers, gone to the box. Heather went to the bathroom. And Heather, you checked the closet? I did. I did. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a leather coat. And it has a, it did have a postcard from the Black Dragon in its pockets. Hmm. Well, at least they've been there and there's nothing under the bed. No. Nope. You could even get under it. Um, um, I, I found, I found some kind of uh, journal. I have a thing called the Book of Shadows. I'm not very uh, familiar with, with Wicca, but. Oh. Well, we can read it later. We'll just take it with us. I will do. Well, I think they had noticed. Do we want to let them know that somebody was in here? No, nope. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not that worried about it. They wouldn't know it was us. Let's see. So. Well, I mean that that made side. At least you come in here. Yeah, but I still say I I, th- I think it's worth it. Worth uh, it. To I'll, take I'll, it. All right. Well. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, go I'll, I'll, I'll carry it out of here if you got a call. <laughs> um, Dr. Margaret, do a uh, spot hidden for me. 35 is a hard pass. So as you are getting the Book of Shadows, uh, you look over just on the, on the surface of the cabinet where all the, the dresser drawers are, and you see that there's a notepad there. Like you know the uh, stationary mm-hmm. for the the hotel, and the way the light in the room is playing on it, you can see that something was written on the sheet above. Oh, it. there's the pressure marks. Yeah. Can I read what it says? Well, it's a little tricky. How are you going to try to? Um, if I can take, if there's a pen in here, I want to kind of just go in the depression to make it more. If, you got oh. a pencil you can just kind of like do it, do it like a rubbing like, and the, yeah and then you read the the negative space will be the writing it says um uh royal ontario museum you can see that it gives the opening and closing and then underneath that it says tonight at midnight the prince of darkness Hmm. Now, uh, when you said, what do you think op- of this? Oh yeah, uh, just real, real quick. When you said opening and closing, you're talking the daily opening and closing time. Correct. Okay. Correct. Uh, Prince of Darkness at midnight. I'm. Sounds yes. like sounds like uh, we should be at that museum at midnight. Is what I think. Yeah, I would agree. Be sure to take the top of that that paper you you colored on. Yeah, hurry. I'm gonna go to the the other restroom and check it out. Okay. Um, once again, it seems pretty normal. Uh, there are a number of once again similar uh, gold. Uh, I want to say uh, initials uh, mm-hmm. on things there, except that in this case it's SD. Okay. All right. Do a spot hidden for me, though. Oh. Yeah. Nope. That's too. I don't have that much luck. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Uh, 
Dr. Uh, Margaret, what are you looking at? And while Heather's checking the other the other bathroom, I think we've we've checked this whole this whole space, haven't we? Well, um, on the right side of the bed, on the uh, the nightstand, uh, you couldn't you didn't notice it at first because the lamp is sitting there and it's kind of tucked a little bit behind the lamp. But there is a bottle. Um, the bottle looks like it's made out of crystal. Uh, it's about maybe four inches tall. And inside of it, there is some sort of green liquid. Do, uh, a, do a spot hidden for me. 96 is not going to do it. Okay. I kind of want to push the roll. There's no label. You want to push the roll? I'll warn you. If, if you fail, you're going to drop the bottle. It's worth it. Yep. Pushing it. Here we go. <laughs> Need a little chaos in our lives. 64 is a pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you hold the bottle up to the light, you can see that there is a small... Looks like a stone or something inside the bottle at the bottom. The stone looks black. How does it smell? Um, you're gonna just bottle and smell it. Yeah, no, not like just like sniff it, but I want to uh, just waft. Okay. Um, it smells kind of spicy, kind of uh, fragrant, like um. Well, more spicy than floral. Okay. Rather strong smelling. Do an idea mm -hmm. roll. A 70 is good. Okay. It smells like, like maybe some essential oils or something. Mm -hmm. hmm. uh, Heather? Yeah. Do you have any test tubes or anything on you? Uh, let me see if I'm lucky enough to bring some. Nope, I wasn't. <laughs> Here they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're wanting to take get some of that liquid or that stone in there? Yes, yeah. More want the stone, but I mean, if we could see what chemicals are actually in here. Mm -hmm. And depending on how much Zondi uh, uh, can have with some of the stuff that we found, like from his lab, I'm just yeah. just want to chase down every um, right. Is the ice bucket around? Yeah, yeah. Or grab any the ice uh, grab the ice bucket, pour it in there. It's, all right, it's, it's not as not as good, but it's better than nothing. Or is there any uh, anything in the uh, in the bathroom, like any? Oh, like the containers or something. Maybe some little uh, shampoo bottles. Not shampoo, like um. Do they have like actual cups or something? Yeah, there'll be cups, oh, yeah. cups and yeah. glasses. Yeah, it's probably better. Yeah, especially if the glasses look unused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, they're kind of still stacked where they're supposed to be. Then yeah. yeah. There's a few of them that have been used, obviously, but 
that's what mage are for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go grab one, bring it to her. All right. So, what are you going to do? Are you going to pour it all out? Or are you going to pour some of it out? No, no I'm going to pour it until that little pebble until or whatever the rock falls mm -hmm. out. Okay. Well, you have to kind of pour most of the uh, bit, yeah most of the liquid out. Uh, uh, when you do that, um, the fragrance is very, very strong. It's almost overpowering at that point. Um, the liquid also pours like an oil. It doesn't pour like a, a, a liquid, a water. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, we got. Well, this it. is strong. Yeah. The little the little stone is um, it's just it's black. It's smooth, like a pebble. Mm -hmm. Um, you can't quite see if there's flecks of color in it, but there might be like a green, green tinge to it. Well, I'm just gonna take it. Um, I mean, we don't really have a. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. If we've opened all the drawers, check put it in the bathrooms. I, th I think we need to. Vamos. All right, but first let's uh, try to get some of this back in the bottle. Okay, it's probably not possible for you to do any of that without getting some of it on you, and especially if you you've got the, the the rock and stuff. It feels just like oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can pour most of it back into the bottle. And is there a um, is there a Bible in the room? A Gideon Bible? Yeah, probably in one of the drawers. Just yeah. untouched, or yeah, just yeah. untouched. The way they all are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And I believe I believe that they're oh they're all color coded. I can't remember, but I think they're black in, in hotels. Oh, yeah. have, believe it or not, all the all the covers mean something. The covers are all different colors depending on what they mean. Wow. <laughs> no. Well I'm gonna um Well Heather, I think we should uh, get out yeah. of here and try to get maybe take a shower or something, try to get this this smell. Agreed. Off of us. Yeah, we should have like some uh, test tubes or something in the room. We can put that in and seal it. Maybe a cork or something. Get it to the lab. All right. So. Uh, and you're taking the book. Yep, taking the book. Okay. There, there. We took the liquid. They'll know someone was here. So I open the door. I kind of look out. What I'm seeing uh i don't want the maid to see uh margaret going into the room because right now she's only interacted with me i'm gonna stick my head out and see if she's in the hallway she's not she's in the room she's she's moved a, a room closer though right so i get gotta go it's clear so let's, let's go like rush out and down to our room okay yeah. so you get back to your room we'll come back to you in a minute um all right dr ethan um Sitting on the bus, you, you take a position farther back than these two guys. Um, for a little while, they don't say much to each other, except that occasionally the, the younger one 
will like point out the window at something on the, you know, as they're going by. And they, they seem to be having a, a bit of a conversation. Uh, the older one has his little journal out and he's making, uh, he's making notes. Um, do a listen roll for me. Ooh, 61 out of 35. I failed that one. Okay. Yeah, too much to even use. So you hear him chit-chatting about things around the city. Um, you hear the street names mentioned, um, but you don't recognize anything. Um, they seem like they're in a good mood. And uh, occasionally... Um, the older one will point to something in his book and it, they'll sort of lean in close and they'll discuss something. He'll make some notes and you'll see them do this for a while. Uh, they, they take the bus into the middle of the city and they end up uh, stopping at the park across from the museum. And okay. And when and they and they get out, what do you do? Um. Now, is there like a? You know what? I'll I'll uh, get out with them, but not. You can get out the other door. They go out right. The that's door. what I was going to ask. If there was two sets of doors, yeah. or all right, so I'll get out the back and I'll kind of look at them, but make sure, make it a point to walk the opposite way for a little bit. Just, to, but still keeping them with it, and I pretend I'm looking around. Like, take a paper out of my pocket, and look, like if it's directions, and kind of look a little lost. Well, you see that what they do is when they get out, uh, they stop for just a moment in the shade of a tree, uh, and they once again consult their little book, and then they head straight towards the museum. Um. Dr. Jonathan and Dr. Desmond, you were following in the car. You managed to catch up to the bus, and you followed it, and you, you see them get out, and you see Dr. Ethan get out, and uh, you're just a couple of car lengths away. Who's driving? Uh, I, see, I think you were because... <laughs> Uh, you were the one who was planning to, like, it wasn't clear where they were going to follow him, follow them by vehicle or on foot or by mass transit. And you were the one who went to our car, if I recall correctly. So I assume that you're driving. Um, so I should probably hop out. Although, again, I was at the same table with Heather and Margaret. So I don't really want to. Well, if I see them going into the museum, I'll watch, make sure they're going in through the main door, and then I'll kind of run down to the corner to look for the car. Okay. Right. So, Dr. Leach, if you want to park, uh, we can wait outside the exits, and Ethan can follow them in and see what they do. Yeah. Uh, and if, and yeah, if... If Ethan don't have a chance to confab, I mean, we don't have much to check in on, I guess. But we can just coordinate that that's a plan, since, again, Ethan's the only one we don't think they know is with us. 
So, Desmond, what I didn't really get to hear anything on the bus. Every time I tried to listen, the driver stepped on the 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 the, the gas, and it would make that big noise, and I didn't catch any of the, the what they were talking about. But they kept writing, kept referring to that book, kept looking at their notes. The one older man kept writing a couple. I think he wrote a couple things, but um. Now, our friends seem to have an agenda. They seem awfully friendly and jolly for people who meet a description of murderers. Yeah, I don't um, know. Either there's a bunch of people in robes uh, who are wearing uh, strange medallions and silver around their necks. And maybe there's some Wicca conference and we don't even know about that. And we're just, we just found two out of 60 weird friends but, you know, the descriptions are pretty specific. I think we've got them. Um, it's a pity the local cops don't believe anything we say, because it's a pretty good match to what we've heard. Anyway, if we know where they are, then we can at least uh, maybe prevent them from finding another victim. My best guess. Yeah, Dr. Leach is finding a parking place. Uh, so if we, if we guard the exits, there can't be more than two from a place like this. It's too easy to steal something that way. I, I'm guessing. And you can see whether they go straight to our giant crab friend. That's Maybe they've got another I've... vial of mother's milk. Ooh. Um, question, Tom. Did the museum have a gift shop? T-shirts and hats? Sure. So, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Desmond, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in, make a beeline for the gift shop, grab a bag with a T-shirt and a baseball cap. And if I feel like I've been made, I'm just going to run to the bathroom, throw on, change my shirt, throw it out, put on a T-shirt and a hat, maybe a pair of sunglasses and go back in again. Just in case, you know. Yeah. I, my only reason to think that they were paying attention is because they were taking notes when they left the hotel restaurant. But maybe they were taking notes about something else. Yeah. You know, they're, all they're, I know is that we we had conversations between Dr. Evans and Dr. Mills between the two of them. Right. So that's they, a little bit of identification for four of us at a table. The older one seems to be looking at the notes. Maybe they have an agenda or like um, go to the museum at this time, go to the park here. I don't know. Maybe they have something they're following. Maybe I'm just making it up, but. All right, so if you next time you see me, if I have a hat and change the shirt and glasses, it's just because I think they spotted me, so don't worry. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm going to be, you know, I mean, we're actually tourists too, so if we run into people at a museum, it's not the most outlandish thing in the world. Exactly. All right. So while you guys are parking, Dr. Ethan, you follow them in, and uh, you're what you see as you're entering the door, you see them over at the, uh, to like the reception desk and, uh, they are paying for passes, uh, for the museum. Um, which you also do, obviously. Um, they then make sort of a beeline, uh, past what you expected that they were going to go like fake frauds like this um they go to a different part of the museum and it's almost like they're just walking 
straight through. So they just paid and they're not particularly looking at anything. You know, occasionally they look at something as they walk past it, but they seem to be going somewhere. They have a plan, basically. Right. All right, so I'll do that. I'll pay and I'll see if I can follow them quietly. I'll, I'll, I'll leave the gift shop for after, after they spot me. So I'll just hang back. I'm not on right on their heels, but I want to make sure that if it comes to like a big, like, you know, T-junction or something, I'm a little closer so I can see where they go. If it looks like it's a sh- one-shot hallway with nothing else, I'll hang back a lot. Okay. Um, what they do is they head towards the main uh, stairwell. The stair, there's, there's like big, um, what do I want to call them? Like big marble steps going up to the second floor and also going down into the basement. You know that in the basement, there's a few other exhibits and there is like a cafeteria. Um, you also know that they, they just ate. You know, right. So they're probably not going to the cafeteria. Um, but they go, they head downstairs hmm. towards the basement. Um, it becomes a little trickier to follow them because there's less people down here. Right. And there, there will be, there would be moments when it would be obvious that you were the only other person in the corridor with them. But they stop a couple of times and they're, they, it looks like they're taking notes near utility doors. Okay. That lead to other part, you know, to the utility areas. Um, you can hear them. They're not whispering, but you're far enough away to where you really can't hear what they're saying, but they're discussing things, making notes. And at one point, um, the older one sort of turns and puts his hands on one of the utility doors as he says something to the younger one. And then they, he sort of snaps closed the book and they immediately turn and they're going, you can tell that they're about to walk right back the way they came. Is there anything on the walls or exhibits or there's not, not much in this area, but there is a restroom. I will see if I could dip right into the restroom. All right. So you dip into the restroom and uh, just inside the door, you can hear their feet go past. That's what I was going to say. I was going to listen to see if they're talking too. Yeah. You can hear them talking, but it's muffled through the door. All right. So you can hear now that they're on their way. I'll give it a, a good 30 seconds and then come out. Okay. And we'll just say, just for the sake of following you, that as you, as you come out, you can see they've just started up the stairs back to the first level. I wanted to, to sprint over a little and look at what door they looked at. Does it have anything written on it? Does it have maintenance? It's just maintenance closet or maintenance hall? It, it, it just says maintenance and uh, it says authorized personnel. Okay. I'll make a note to myself so I remember exactly what door it is. Okay. Um, Dr. Leash and Dr. Flores, you do not see anything. Nobody's come out. 
Uh, it's probably been 10 or 15 minutes. Um, Are there multiple uh, non-emergency exits or is there one exit? Yeah, it's a fairly big place. There's at least four doors. There's the main big front door. There's probably doors in the back heading towards the university. There's side doors going out into the gardens. And those are all public, they're not emergency? They're, they're all public, yeah. Okay, right. So maybe, you know, one of us will park in for the main door and the other one will sort of circle the place because I don't know, otherwise. Okay. I can probably circle it in two minutes. So I'm not likely to miss anybody that doesn't pass Dr. Liege. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dr. Evans and Dr. Mills. Uh, you've snuck out of the uh, the room. You've gone back to your own room. What are you guys going to do? Well, I'm going to change change my clothes and take a quick shower just because trying to get that perfume smell off of me after a uh, yeah it's or whatever pretty, it is. I it's, mean, it's pretty strong. It, yeah, it does smell kind of like certain kinds of perfume, kind of a masculine sounding smelling perfume. Um, and also getting that rock into a test tube. Yeah. It um, now that you look at the rock, now that you've sort of cleaned off the greenish oil, uh, the rock actually looks more red than anything else. It's got a dark red color to it, almost black. Hmm. I don't oh. know. If that, I mean, I'm not one for fancy perfumes or things like this. I don't know if this is common, but. Kind of odd to me. Yeah. Um, got me. Like I said, let's just seal it up and none of, uh, no one else is a geologist, right? So uh, being able to ID this rock is uh, pretty unlikely with them. But, um, right. But we should definitely get, get the smell gone and then see if we can get this and the book to go on Sandy. I mean, especially if they want to come looking through your room. Right. Looking yeah. for that book, it'd be best if we don't. If there's no worry. Right. Are there safes in the room? Yes. Is the safe big enough to hold the book? Oh, yeah. Okay. We can store it. We can store it in there. They won't be able to get into the safe. Uh, well, Margaret's taking a shower. I'm going to uh, skim through the book. Okay. You're pretty sure this is all handwritten by one person. Mm -hmm. um, there are a number of rather interesting, um, I don't know if you would call them spells, mm -hmm. incantations that are written in there. They have a kind of flowery sort of phraseology. Sounds very much an old English phraseology, but they're definitely written in English. Um, right. One of them seems to be a, a binding spell. Mm -hmm. It's describing the, the ability to bind your enemy by creating a kind of uh, effigy uh, or uh, almost reminds you of like a voodoo doll right um uh the second one is this spell for drawing the circle mm -hmm. um 
And there's also a couple of things in there that look like they might have to do with all those stones and crystals, uh, some sort of crystal healing magic, that sort of thing. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, my cult's really low, so I'm not going to try. All right. Okay. Yep. Well, with if you've got a low occult, it it seems very occult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was trying to determine uh, if I knew anything about Wicca and like, oh, are these things that are common with that that religion, or is this? Uh, well, if you want to do a, actually, in this case, do an idea roll. Well, that's uh, regular. Well, it seems new age. Yeah. Crystal healing, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's kind of a popular, you know, there's just, just it's the 90s. It's kind of a yeah. popular, weird sort of thing that people are into. Right. No reference to that stone that Margaret found. Mm -mm. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, Dr. Ethan, you are now following little ways behind them uh they seem completely uninterested in the exhibits and they're heading towards the opposite door uh the one that that uh, leads them towards the university okay um and they simply walk out um they seem to sort of orient themselves for a moment and you can see the university ahead of you and it looks like they're starting to walk towards the university. Uh, Desmond, you have come around the back side um, just in time to notice the, the two gentlemen step going down the stairs uh, to the pathway that leads across to the university. And uh, Dr. Leach, what were you doing? Getting left behind? <laughs> yeah, I was going to... I was going to sit on that backside on a park bench, just kind of scoping things out. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, let's just say that you can see Dr. Desmond walk over to the side of the museum and he kind of disappears out of sight and then he's, he keeps going. So you don't see him come back this way. Dr. Uh, Ethan, you are coming out of the doors and you see that they are getting ready to walk across the street towards the university so i have a i assume is it stairs i'm going like they go yeah, down the big big steps going down the, the museum on the outside i'll hang out on the stairs a little because i have a better line of perspective as the the helicopters fly around and i i hold my hat and then um I, I look around to see if I see either Desmond or Liege out there, but I want to make sure, all right, they're going towards building X or building Y. Or the, right. And then if I don't see them, I'll, then I'll start walking. But I'll give them a good 50-yard berth because I have the line of sight on them. Yeah, Desmond probably gives you a, you see him over to the side. I'd be like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, oh, I, so, I stepped out in front of that cab. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so if they went at the back door, and that's where Dr. Liege was sitting, it's just a question of whether they want to send 
have to close my windows. Well, they have a good public transportation system in Canada, so lots of traffic. Yeah, it's very, it's a, it's a busy, it's the middle of town. Yeah, right by the college, you know. What do you expect? Uh, so, if the three of us have a confab as the as the two fellows are walking away, like you know, Ethan's going to say, "I follow them downstairs." They're looking at doors that are not public. Right. They might have seen him. So it's you know it was a toss up, Doctor Liege or me. Do we want to follow them next to the university? Or do we want to assume it's the similar thing and we just want to wait outside and see what they go after? Because I think that our job is not to figure out what they're doing, which we're not going to do, unless we can eavesdrop, unless we can put a bug on them. Figure out where they're going to do track of where they're it. going, because that's, because that's how we're going to stop somebody else from getting murdered. Right, but the campus is a big place. We could lose them there. So why don't we continue doing what, we're, what we've been doing? They haven't made me yet, so... Well, we should probably we should probably alternate who goes in the building. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just I mean, so... even if they're paying a little bit of attention, if it's three people who look a little bit different, who are all tourists, that seems less interesting than oh, I saw that guy before. Mm -hmm. Same yeah, idea. Just... If... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, if we pass a place on campus that has T-shirts, we can always just switch out shirts. If it's not even that important, but yeah, I'm very attached to the shirt. I have to say, <laughs> impressive what a baseball cap can do. Well, and they don't seem to be looking around suspiciously either. Right, right. they just seem to be on the ball in general in a way that makes me a little nervous. Like they're obviously on their own thing. But I wouldn't be surprised if they, I, I, I feel sure that if the short one saw Dr. Mills, he'd be like, hey, fifth floor buddy. And maybe right. in a creepy way. And I would just want to reduce that to the greatest possible extent. I mean, but we don't they, know what they saw in the alley when they were killing the cab driver. They, definitely, they were in the shadows. Right. Now, I wonder if they, like, we obviously know that magic is real now. Now, are they part of the murders or are they somehow morbidly watching these murders? You, you know what I mean? I do. I, you know, and I'm curious. Oh, I don't know something. So I can't be curious about something I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if they're, if they're harbingers or followers or causal. I mean, it's really partially because they're so unconcerned. But they, they uh, are on an agenda. They're, they're, they're here for a reason. For a reason. Yeah, they're up to something. I just don't know if it's the murderers. They, they could be, yeah, they could be like crows uh, drawn to the carrion or, you know, they could be, they could be accidentally marking the people who were going to be killed. Like, uh, yeah, it's impossible to say. They certainly aren't hiding. You know, they're crazy silver medallions. Um, yeah. But I want to, I just want us to know as a group where the hell they are. Right. And see, that's what made me, you said it. They're not hiding their silver medallions. And if we were going to go do a murder, I know I wouldn't wear 
a big silver medallion that could be spotted. Like, oh, there he is. So that's what leads me to think they might not be directly involved with the actual murders. And we're saying this as we're walking towards the... But somehow like, that, that was a great analogy about like crows to the, the carry-on. That's You might have something with that. Perhaps we should juice them. No, sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So they've entered the campus. Now there's quite a few people on the campus walking around doing things, going to their lockers, whatever you do on a, in a college campus. Hacky sack. Um, big in the 90s. I assume that, let's say by now you guys, well, Dr. Dr. Leash is still out in the front. Of the, 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 no, I thought we'd collected I, as yeah, a group. I said, I said back. Yeah, yeah I think the bench. Yeah. Okay. I think the three of us had collected because they went at the back and I was circling and Carlisle came out. So that's the conversation we just had, I think, was an actual on-march conversation. Yeah, because I thought Leash was in the back. Desmond was in the front. Desmond walked around the back. Either way, we've collected each other at this point. At this point. Um, So you you head into the campus, and it's a little bit like you fear. There's a lot of twists and turns. There's a lot of buildings and places they could go. Um, Do a... What should we call it? I guess we'll do it a spot hidden, just to make sure that you don't. Or use a track. I don't know. What do you think? A creep on person. Role. Yeah. A follow. That should be something called follow the leader. Uh, he is. He is a tall man with silver hair, which should help. That's true. Yeah. Stalking isn't a skill. Stalking should be a skill. Yeah. Well, um, I do have tracking also, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that means something a little different. Yeah, I know. Um, Can you find his spore in the forest? (laughs) All right. Um, How'd you do? I didn't roll because I wasn't sure what we were rolling for. Make it a a luck roll. All right. Okay, well, I failed. 19, so I passed. Okay. So, Dr. Jonathan and Dr. Desmond, you kind of lose sight of him, but Ethan's on the ball. He's guessed that they've turned a corner, and when he turns, uh, you guys notice that down towards the end of, of one of the lanes, um, they've stopped, and they are once again discussing something and making notes. And you keep noticing that the older gentleman um, keeps sort of pointing with his hand at a certain area on the the building. It's around the corner that you can't quite see. But you see that he's he's got his pen in his hand like I do, and he's just like making gestures and saying something to the other guy. He makes some notes. And then they... They start. They start walking. Uh, they, they've 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 kind of made like an L as they were going, and now they're going back the way they came, but not by the same direct by by the same road. So at this point, it seems like they're almost heading back towards the museum again, 
or to the street out in front. Um, but they, they stopped there for a few minutes. One of us should go take a look and see what they're all pointing at, and then the others follow, continue to follow. Okay. Uh, when you get to where they were standing, they're, they're standing in a spot where they can see kind of behind one of the buildings, and there are some dumpsters back there. Now, are those dumpsters aligned with any windows? Like maybe they could jump up on it? Or? No. There, in fact, there's a couple of sort of utility doors on the back of this building and some stairs going up to them. But for the most part, this is the back of the building and there's not much there except trash cans and things like that. I just can't... I'll just take a look around and see if there's anything else I might be missing. Like something line up with the trash can? Is there a fire escape? Is there a... Do a spot hidden for me. Mm, 59. 50, uh, 59. I rolled 59. I got 55. If it's worth spending a couple luck, I will. Four I'm points. I'll tell you if it's worth it. All right. Well, I was hoping for <laughs> I'll spend four luck. All right. As you're standing there looking at, at, at the area they were looking at, on the brickwork of the building, there is a piece of some sort of industrial tape, and attached to it is a little fragment of something yellow and plastic. And as you look closer, it looks like a little piece of police tape that is left over or stuck there. Or Could this be the spot where the guy was found dead? Desmond? No, that was only a few blocks from his uh, home, which was not downtown. It might be where somebody else was given that we had uh, bodies moved presumably from campus to Chinatown. There might have been some evidence here earlier. Now, And the last body was also dumped by a dumpster, so they might be planning first a kill location and secondly a deposit location. I'm speculating. Um, okay, so I want to... Go, it's tape, right? A little piece of tape taping it? Mm -hmm. Can I peel it off? Mm -hmm. Don't try it off. All right. I'm going to peel it off. Take it back on now. Cause I can't, damn it. I was going to move it someplace else. Um, I don't know what they're planning here, but you want to screw it up? I'll drop a cigarette in the trash can and we'll leave. So the fire department has to come and move the dumpster. Well, that's one way. You know, I have no objection to interfering with your plans uh, in an indirect way. Can't there be traced to us. There are people all around. In an alleyway? Well, it's a busy campus. And there's people walking by on the road that you were standing. That's the nice thing about cigarettes, though, is that uh, they're like God's little fuse. Okay. If it's something like Marlboro that's full of uh, bullshit that makes it burn no matter how little you puff it, I'm not against it. You know, sometimes, Dr. Carlisle, you seem a little eccentric to me, but uh, yeah. 
this is not a bad occasion for a dumpster fire, especially if it prevents some people from uh, dumping a body as I planned. At least you put it nicely, a little eccentric. Remember, you know, we were in a cave for a month. Oh, I remember. Oh, that's definitely putting it lightly. I remember. I remember. Maybe they're looking for aliens. Did he freeze? That's a great freeze. No, the, the, the memory, the memory is just all flooding back. <laughs> come back, come back, Desmond. Desmond, come back to me. There, saved that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I. That's awesome. Oh man, I can't see it. Oh, it's it's classic. Just, it's just great da for me, David. Oh, that no, was like the perfect freeze frame. Oh, we'll you're, you're on mute. As we saved it. <laughs> Good. Oh, there he goes again. 708. It's those, it's those darn Wiccans. They're casting a spell on him. They're binding him with a little ball. There you go. You're back. Oh. You keep chasing it, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't say anything. You're you on mute. Yeah, no. Yeah, if I freeze again, I'll even come back, maybe. So the last thing, I was crying about being in the cave. That's all I remember. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. it. We, we just waited. It's a beautiful day here in Toronto. Uh, all right. Um, what's your next move? Are you going to continue to follow them? We can, we can always circle back and revisit that trash can idea if we think it's it's mm -hmm. reasonable. At a, less, uh, at a less conspicuous time. Yeah. Should we should we split up? Stay with We shouldn't it. be together. Yeah, stay within line of sight of each other and then So just... best thing that you two stick together since he hasn't seen me yet. At all. As far basically. as we know. Yeah. 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 Doctor Liege, let's have a walk through the park. We'll we'll head back toward our vehicle on average. Yeah. Uh we'll try to keep Dr. Carlisle in sight. And and our uh friends. Scott and Junior. That works for me. Okay. Um, you have your answer rather quickly. Whoever's following them directly, uh, they walk out to the front of the campus and they hail a cab. All right, so I'll quickly... How far back are they? I mean, hopefully not too far. I'll sprint over to them and be like, should I play the game? Follow that cab? You could. You're close enough. And they're not looking back. Oh, I was asking Desmond and, and Liege. You know, Quick also, guys. they're going to they're gonna go to the hotel, right? We know they're going to be at the hotel before whatever they do. Mm -hmm. So we've got we can start over. We have something. I, we, have, we know they're. Yes, we do. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd like to meet up with Dr. Evans and Mills. I agree. Yeah. Maybe we just yeah. head back to the uh, hotel. Okay. You know what? Since I'm sorry. 
since we let them go, I want to take a look at the dumpster again. I want to okay. open it. I want to roll it out, look underneath it. I just, just in case I overlook something. We got um, time. The dumpster looks like it only has a couple days of garbage in it. Not much. Um, you roll it out. Um, do a spot hidden for me. 56 out of 50. Uh, I'll spend one point. Okay. There are stains in the asphalt that could be grease, could be blood, could be soda pop. It's really hard to tell, but there are stains. <laughs> Not a lot of them, but all sort of congregated together where a body might have laid. That's what I was thinking. Something happened here. Up against the wall behind where the dumpster is. If I have a hunch that Dr. Carlisle is onto something there and I roll biology, will that suggest that it's body-shaped in a useful way? Um, not really. It's just... It's, it's too general than that. Yeah. That. And there are definitely other sticky stains and, and things that are trash can but we have the hunch and something something is either going to or has had happened here already yeah it's a place of interest for them and we know they like dumpsters or the ripper does uh there's got to be a payphone around here let's call the hotel and see if we can get dr mills or evans on the line okay yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of pay phones. I think now they cost about 25 cents. Yeah, 25 cents, I think. Um, they came up in another game. They were 25. They were only a dime back then. But now <laughs> I remember when they went from a dime to 15 cents. Yeah, I do too. All right, what a ripoff. So you uh, you managed to call back to the apartment. Uh, uh, as uh, Dr. Heather and Dr. Margaret are showering together. Wait, no, they're uh, they're cleaning themselves up. Get my back. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, what's up there? Uh, how's it how's it going out there? You uh, doctors, you're both well. We are. We are. Uh, it's an interesting uh, interesting room. You got uh, in. We we did we did. Um, they had a book that looks like it could have some spells in it. Uh, it had that kind of you know musical uh, language, kind of like your that endurance chant that you liked. Uh huh. And they had a uh, a trench coat that was very similar to uh, what we believe the Ripper wore, and it had a uh, black dragon postcard in it. And most curious of all, they had a very musky uh, liquid with a uh, black, and now it looks red pebble in it. Uh, a liquid like a, something they were drinking from their fridge? Uh, if they were, they've got a pretty high top. It, it's very 
potent smelling, uh, almost like a oil viscosity. Uh, uh, did you leave everything uh, as you found it? Uh, well, no, we we took a couple things. Okay, uh, I wonder if we should work on getting another room in a different hotel. Then, uh, what did you take? Well, I took the book. I thought you might want to read it, and uh, I'm gonna push all the blame onto you. So, and uh, we we took the pebble, the pebble and the liquid. Wow. Okay, so they're gonna know that somebody was in there. Uh, did anybody see you break in? Oh, the maid let us in. We didn't break in. Okay. So the maid saw you guys. Well, she saw me. Uh, Margaret, Dr. Evans was, you know, out of sight. All right. The, uh, the, our friends are in, in a cab. I assume they're on their way back to the hotel. So right. uh, I would maybe get out of there. And I would think uh, maybe, Dr. Mills, you should consider getting your hair done, maybe into a different color. Yeah. And we might all consider changing hotels because we're yeah. a little bit close to, uh, as far as I can tell, you know, two yeah. very dangerous Wiccans. All we saw was they went downtown, they went to the museum, they didn't seem to care about anything except uh, non-public access ways. And likewise, they went to the university and uh, looked at a dumpster. So it, it didn't seem like they were tourists. It seemed like they were organizing something. I'm going to tap the uh, the note that I took off of the. Uh... Tell them about the. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There, they did have a. Uh, Margaret did find a a note about. Uh, let's... Let's see what it says. It says, Royal Ontario Museum, tonight at midnight, Prince of Darkness. Now, I don't know if they're just a fan of that John Carpenter movie, but I, I kind of doubt it. So. It's a good movie. Not very popular. Uh, it wouldn't be showing at the Ontario Museum at midnight. I didn't um, think so either. <laughs> what the hell? And they didn't go to see the crab guy again, as far as we can tell. So... Either what they've done is enough or, or it's unrelated. Uh, all right. Um, uh, let's meet somewhere outside of the bounds of the hotel. Sounds uh, good. Um, You're probably familiar with a lot of the little restaurants and bistros and things. All yeah. yeah Some place in between. And maybe you should go call Glenn Sandy and see if you can get that uh, red black stone to the lab. Right, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Because he seems to think he'll be able to analyze stuff. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's meet at that uh, good noodle place that we ate at uh, two days ago. All right, that, would be, that, that sounds good. I'll see you soon. All right. All right. So you go to the good noodle place, I guess. Um, first of all, you try to call Glenn Sandy, and uh, you're informed that he's not currently available. Oh, that's a shame. But you can leave a mess. You leave a message for him. So. Right. Uh, just let him know that we um, might need him to to run some tests, and would like to meet meet up with him later on. 
All right. Um, go to the Were noodle. Hoping plate. to get some uh, information from him about previous samples too. Did we? Were we waiting for analyses on some stuff? We um, dropped uh, that pink stuff off uh, mm -hmm. from right. the test tube. I guess we yeah, verified that was mother's milk, though, right? Can't guarantee. That says what it looked like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't get a uh, flavor analysis on it, though. Speaking of, we also had the uh, the food samples. That's right. Yeah, that was the big one we were dropping off. Lots of food mm -hmm. samples. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so nobody at the lab has results for any of that yet. Correct. Yeah, that um, will take some time, just with the volume of samples. It was only like a day, right? Well, and you you seem to get you seem to get. It feels like you're getting a little bit of the runaround. Um. They've had something go on there, obviously, just recently, and they're pretty tight. Um, of course, they left a message for Glenn Sondi, so yeah. So, if they're all the murders take place after midnight, haven't they? Uh, I think the one that you witnessed was like ten o'clock. Yeah, it was ten. 10 p.m. and it, the newspapers didn't give a time. It just they gave a time last time they were seen, and none of those times were very near midnight. Closest was like three and a half hours till midnight. What's and these guys with their silly outfits and their silver medallions and Prince of Darkness? I mean, it doesn't seem like the right. It doesn't have like a fit to anything else that we've seen. But of course, half of the things we've seen don't make sense regarding anything else we've seen either, I suppose. I don't know what yeah. new plants have to do with hybrid animals, have to do with sewer people, have to do with anything. Admittedly, the uh, robes, amulets, and various occult par paraphernalia theme seems a bit theatrical. But then again, that's what the police described. I'd like you to all do spot hiddens. You're at the noodle place. I'd like you to you know, tell me what score you get. Oh, two. Oh, 18. Not as good as an O2. That's Six. actually, that's, I was looking for an extreme. 62. <laughs> So, Dr. Ethan got an extreme. Uh, Dr. Ethan, you're sitting there enjoying your noodles. And uh, as, as, very, as many popular little restaurants in a uh, college uh, area, um, there's a bulletin board. And on the bulletin board across from you as you're looking, uh, you see a midnight showing at the uh, Balance Theater, uh, Prince of Darkness by John Carpenter. Uh, and I just point over, uh, we, there is a midnight showing of Prince of Darkness. 
Oh, really? I'm going to uh, stand up and walk over, pull it off the bulletin board and bring it back to the table. While I, I'm going to take a glance at anything else on the board also. Okay. Just other notices. A lot, of, a lot of ones with little tags on them for, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> pull off the phone numbers. <laughs> Guitar lessons. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll be damned. They're actually showing it. Huh. I mean, that could... But this, where is the theater? It's not part of the university, right? No. When you look at it, it's it's in, in Midtown somewhere, but it's it's not particularly close. Yeah, to... to... So they mean, they mean to pick somebody up from the movie and then eviscerate them and drop them off at the university by those dumpsters? Oh, that's their alibi. Or it's an alibi? That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what were the... What do you think they were trying to, to do with those utility doors? What was the point of that? Are they trying to break in? Take something. I mean, the way Dr. Carla described it, it seemed like they were they were checking off a checklist. Yeah, right? yep. They and did not look at anything but a glance. The only thing they stopped at was that door. Turned right back around. They jumped into the bathroom. They walked past, walked out. That's when I met up with you, and they'd made a beeline to the dumpster. Did the door say anything about an alarm? No. I wonder if. And you didn't try the door, right? No, because I don't want to lose sight of them. But I do know what door it is, and we could. I made a note of what door and uh, what where the dumpster was, just in case we need to go back. It's a maintenance maintenance corridor, I believe. No, no public allowed. No, you know, or only personnel, museum personnel only, something to that effect. Right. Makes me wonder if there's a tunnel between the museum and the university, but that seems like a big security problem. Yeah. Now, what if they they're tracking something? But I mean, we saw the vial. Yeah. Of the milk there, but why? What if, like you said, at that dumpster there was what was probably blood? This would be a good odds. I would probably say that was probably Russell Simons, who was a university student. Uh, Nathaniel Moore was working in in the sewers at the Royal Ontario Museum. It's a good. I mean, I, I could you could assume that maybe that was how the access and you know they are, as you suggested, doing a ghoulish tour of uh, the murder sites. I, I don't know much about, I mean, I have a little a call, decent, but I don't know much about Wiccan, but from what I understand, they're not inherently evil as a group. Do you think they're actually working to stop whatever's going on? Well, maybe. Well, I'm just, I, so I mean, if they, man, if, if they're trying to think of a path to get from the inside of the museum to where that murder victim was found, maybe they believe that something was in is in the museum. Because in, in, in their book, they he seemed to have spells about trying to trap 
evil things? What if they think that something is coming out of the museum at night? Do Do you think that statue is coming to life and leaving the museum at night? I I certainly hope not. That thing is horrible. But I mean, after after I mean, Jenny's cave, I can't put anything. Yeah, a month ago, two months ago, would have been an absurd statement, but I can't deny anything right at this point between ghouls and aliens and a walking statue seems kind of normal. But I mean, this these murders seem to be localized around here, at least somewhat. I mean, we had a college student that was nearby, dumped at that dumpster nearby. We had somebody who was killed in the sewers right below here. They seem to be... Do, do we have a map? Of the whole area? Yeah. You do, and I keep telling you I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. False promises. Uh, essentially, what I want to do is kind of plot out where where the, the bodies were found and see if it forms some kind of pattern. Mostly um, what I'm thinking is maybe it's going to match that pattern of that binding spell that was in that book. Um, you book don't show. know exactly where the bodies were found. Right. So I'm going to go with the assumption of one at the dumpster. I'm going to pl plot one at the museum. We know where the security guard was, so no. Right, and almost almost immediately, you've got you've got the university, you've got the museum, but then you've got way down here, you've got Chinatown, and then you've got the guy's house. Doesn't seem to be making any kind of okay. Well, um, but it all does sort of seem to be in that sort of area of. But all speculation aside, the one commonality is the black dragon. Because now even the trench coat had a black dragon postcard. That's the only 100% commonality between every person that was dead or involved. And that's what I'm suspicious of. Because if Heather found that postcard in the trench coat, maybe after each murder, they drop some other trinket from the black dragon because the Wiccans and the Chocho are enemies. Why would he carry around a black dragon postcard in his pocket? It's not like it's hard to find. Maybe that's something they leave, you know, I mean, we don't know that anybody, has, we, don't, the only, we know the cab driver was on his way to Chinatown. We know that other indications of the black dragon were found on some of the bodies, but that trench coat is not on a body. That trench coat is on matches a description of a possible murderer. Hmm. Well, and then, well, do we have a, the security guard? Um, What's his name? Uh, yeah, Ethan Peters. What was his... I mean, all we know is that he was involved with the Mother's Milk. We don't know that he had any ties to the Black Dragon. But then again, they're they're classifying his murder as the same thing, but I mean, he was the only body that was skinned. Right, yeah. And if you think about it, maybe it wasn't him who was wearing his skin when the shadow entered the laboratory. Maybe he was skinned and something was wearing him 
something with strange shadow. And they just waited until after he was a criminal to dump his body. Hmm. That's gruesome. <clears throat> skin, shedding of skin, snake. Yeah. Huh. Uh, on the map, do we know see where the Balance Theater is? Um. Yeah, it's actually over on. Oh, uh, I can't read the name of the street. Uh, Wellefley. W e l l e f l e y. Wellefley. Um, it's actually not far from your hotel. I bet that's an essence, Wellesley. Just logically speaking. Yeah. Now, do we? Yeah, but that could be an S instead of an F. Wellesley. Yeah, that's actually that's actually about two blocks from your hotel. Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's call the theater and see what their programming's like, just out of curiosity. Don't hurt to know. Yeah. So what is it? Probably mid-afternoon at this point? Early afternoon? Yeah. So I just want to see what they're showing and what it sounds like. <laughs> I wish I had anticipated that. You're like, you've reached Movie Phone. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me what you want? I have a feeling that Sean will be happy to fill that in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically, uh, it, it, from, from the lineup, it sounds like they show vintage films um, and or less popular films, artsy films. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's that one showing at midnight. That's their final show. But on Saturdays and Sundays, now I don't know if this is Saturday, this is not Saturday or Sunday. On Saturday and Sundays, they do that, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, nice. Because everyone did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's still fun. Except this April, they're pr premiering the Dunwich Horror Picture Show. Yes. Um, uh, Dr. Mills Edelman, so you said that it specifically says Prince of Darkness at Midnight, but yes. not the theater, but the university. It says it had the museum. Museum. Opening and closing times. And then below that on the note, it says tonight at midnight, the Prince of Darkness. So they could just uh, be. They're, they're just planning their itinerary. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I, I was thinking now that. Dark and when's the closing time of the museum? Six o'clock. Six o'clock. So they've got six hours between the closing time of the museum, their visit to the dumpster, and their screening of Prince of Darkness. We should go and pick up tickets for the movie just in case we need them to get in. I think at least one of us should be at the movie theater to see if they show up. If they don't show up, they still might have bought tickets. That's their alibi. And then we're going to need to be by the dumpster and by the museum somehow. At least that's my train of thought if anybody has anything else. No? 
And the only other thing I could think of uh, immediately is try and get in that one room you saw. Don't make note of that door. Well, what immediately comes to mind is, do you have the book with you or is it in your hotel room still? I locked it in the safe. Mm, well, they're probably back now and there might be raising hell. Shit, I wish you would have had it with you. Yeah. I mean, we're not on the same floor. We're we're on the seventh. They're on the fifth. So, yeah. I mean, there's elevators. So, yeah. Oh, I know, but um, at least it's going to make it a bit. I can give you guys the key. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. We did bring the uh, little rock, though. I'm just saying. Now we tipped our hand. They know. So they might change their plans. Does anybody have any geology? Jack does. <laughs> oh, Jack. Yeah. Jack. Yeah. No. I do have a very high uh, natural world. Hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Roll it. Rolled right off the desk, sorry. Oh, <laughs> If the rock is reactive, I could use a chemistry roll. 53 yeah. out of 60. Nice. Okay. Um, something that you've seen before that looks similar in coloration would be bloodstone. Right, I relay that to the group. Do I know anything about bloodstone? Or... Not really. Because I don't. <laughs> That's why I'm yeah. asking. <laughs> and you're not sure that it is bloodstone, but it looks like bloodstone. Maybe, yeah, maybe just part of their uh, their practices. I don't know. All right. So uh, let's do a quick rundown. What you're going to do tonight? Somebody's going to go to the movies. I would suggest it would be me because they've yet to still have a face-to-face -face with me. Okay. Yeah, and you have ample time to change. You don't even have to do something silly like a hat and baseball glasses. You can just put on a different jacket and different shirt. And uh, I really do think Heather should get her hair, get a rinse. Yeah. Uh, and we should consider getting at least one room in a different hotel. Yeah, I agree. Because we're kind of cooped up here with the people we think are dangerous. Okay. We've got plenty of expense account. There, there is another hotel across the street. Uh, we'll call it the Blair, mm -hmm. the Blair Hotel. It's not really quite nice as fancy as this one, but mm -hmm. um, all right. So, in addition to getting your room, uh, I'll just I'll just summarize what happens this evening, since you guys pretty much spend the whole evening with this. Um, did anybody go to the dumpster? Uh, I was, uh, I was planning on doing that because I don't like scary movies. So it's okay. See. So you go to the dumpster, absolutely nothing happens. People throw garbage in it. Um, Dr. Ethan, you go to the movies. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, but, uh, the guys just watch the movie and, uh, they have some popcorn and soda and they get up and they catch a cab back to the apartment after that. 
Um, and what what what's anybody else doing anything? You know, at least one of us was loitering around the museum to see if they tried to break in or get out or if our alarms went off or if a giant crab rock <laughs> scampered across the lawn. Yep, nothing seems to happen like that. And so eventually you, you all wind up back in your apartments. Uh, I, are you going to go back to the Sutton or are you going to go to the Blair? I'll stay at the Blair. Okay. Yeah, um, why Dr. Evans, why don't you stay with Dr. Mills at the Blair and we can just, you know, have mm -hmm. a, we can either meet in the bar downstairs at either one, maybe the Blair. Let's do that. Let's meet downstairs in the bar at the Blair so we don't run into our friends accidentally or are less likely to. Yep, that, that works. All right. So what happens is nothing happens that evening. And, um, you stay in whatever respective rooms you want to stay in and nothing happens. The next morning comes. Um, and the television at the hotel didn't say there's been another killing. No bodies were found. No bodies. Et cetera. Very good. Um, you do get a call in the morning um, from, uh, from your guys back in. I'm sorry, what question did you ask them? I can't remember. Well, there's the lab work locally for Glonsandi, um, which we now want him to get the bloodstone, if that's what it is, the green fluid. We want to hear about the meat product, and we want to hear about the mother's milk. It's okay. all local stuff. Um, you do get a call from an assistant at, at uh, Rothmershon, uh, who tells you still that... Uh, that uh, Mr. Glonsandi is has other business right now, and he can't. But he had me call you. He says um, that it's confirmed that the substance in the test tube uh, is the same substance that they've been testing. Uh, not very much of it, just just a residue. Uh, it's definitely the same stuff. Um, the the assistant then tells you that the food samples uh, contained only like pork and animal products. There was no human DNA anywhere in there. Um, was there something else? Uh, well, I'll just, I'll just, uh, you can say this goes over a number of, of just information. Uh, the stone is a bloodstone, uh, no particularly uh, unusual properties. And the oil, when it's analyzed, seems to simply be like massage oil. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Um, but I will ask you another thing. Do you, uh, since you're just across the street from the Sutton, uh, are you gonna do anything this morning? Are you gonna stake out these guys again or? Well, I think before we even get that call through, we'll, we're going to have to have prepared some, you know, I'll dine separately from Dr. Ethan downstairs in the morning to keep an eye on them. Increasingly, it looks like it's strange that they haven't been picked up by the local authorities since their descriptions are so distinct, but they appear to be goofball tourists and nothing else. 
while they haven't been traveling around in their trench coats. Right. Although the medallions are more striking than the trench coats, I would think. I mean, you know, very, very Bella Lugosi. Anyway, uh, if, if they come to breakfast, you know, you know, Ethan and I will give each other the high sign. I'm curious to see how freaked out they look because they obviously were burgled. Um, and if they just have a stack of flapjacks, I'm going to mind my own business, drink coffee, and look at the paper, see how hot it's gotten today. All right. So, in fact, they do come down for breakfast. Um, since you're looking specifically for it, you can tell that uh, the elder gentleman uh, does seem upset this morning about something. Um, He's a little quiet, um, drinking his coffee. Um, but at a certain point, he pulls out his little book again, and they start, they sort of lean into each other and start discussing something. Hmm. Um, go ahead and do it. Desmond, you've, you've chosen a spot close enough to them. Do a, a listen roll. Sadly, it's for a clattery breakfast. <laughs> I only have 25 and I rolled a 48. It's like, okay. So you really, sure. can't, you really can't hear what they're saying. Um, give you one more chance. Do a spot hidden. That's a normal success, 45 for 55. Okay. Um, from your vantage point, uh, without being too obvious about it, you glance over as uh, the one guy is, is writing in his book and sort of holding it up. And you can see written on the top of the page is uh, Metro City Cab Company and a question mark. Now, he's not particularly looking at that. He's looking at stuff written on the page, but not that particular thing. Um, but that is the company that uh, the cab driver was killed? Correct. Yeah, they're either, they're either murder tourists or something. But they're not, you know, that, that secret exit they were looking at. I'm going to, yeah, I'll talk to the, the folks about this. Um, other than that, they have breakfast. Um, you do overhear one thing. Uh, you do hear the older gentleman say uh, to the younger one, well, I've got half a mind to go to a different hotel. Quite reasonable and duly noted. 
I'll be speaking to Heather soon about that. Now I should mention the uh, the the maid who has been escorted to the door and thrown out of the, the building. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that doesn't actually. Well, that's the price we pay for investigation. It doesn't, it doesn't happen in the front of the building anyway. Well, and it wasn't a key card, so I don't know. Might be hard to prove. Let's hope. All right. So, what do you guys want to do? Um, they don't. They don't immediately leave the building. It looks like they go back up to their room after mm -hmm. breakfast. Now we're all discussing this. Yeah, you're all. You're all. Well, I think only you and I, Ethan, are, are or actually you and I and Liege, perhaps. Yeah, I stayed over in the other hotel because <laughs> right. that would defeat. Yep, same here. Mills and Evans are across the street, uh, and I guess Liege and I ate breakfast together yesterday, so we could today. And Ethan, you would, and you were at your own private table again because we're we don't know each other as far as they are concerned. Why don't but we? Once they go, we might as well cross the street and and right. meet the meet our fellows at the Blair and catch them up. That's what I was thinking. Okay. We'll head over to the Blair and discuss the witches we've been watching. Which witch were you watching? Uh, well, you see, we're at the, the Blair Hotel, and we have a project to watch witches. Right. <laughs> um, you know... You guys, guys like my new hairdo? I, I, I changed it like Desmond said. I went blonde. I heard Scandinavians like that, so, you know. I think if, if Dr. Glansanti is alive and not in a vat somewhere, uh, I think he'll love it. Yeah, Sorry. That's, that's what I thought too, but yeah. yeah he's, not, he, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, here's, here's the news. Um, they're talking about changing hotels. Can't blame them. They were robbed. Uh, and... The only thing I could catch, I couldn't overhear much, um, but uh, Scott, that gray uh, silver hair, um, has a note about the Metricity Cab Company. So they're either murder tourists or they're witch investigators or, you know, my, I'm, I'm wondering if where Dr. Carlisle saw them check at a door, it's where they think one of the bodies was taken into the sewer system. Right. I don't exactly want to confide in them, though. See, I, what I was thinking was since Margaret already had a little discussion with them, I'm not opposed to maybe she'll walk over to him and spill the beans a little about something hey uh something weird's going on you know throw a little bit out what are they going to do run we could try and find you know follow them or whatever if not if they still stay in the same hotel they don't know me still so we could still keep up the same facade but if they're working on this on i don't want to say our side but if they're doing the same thing we're doing maybe they're actually the allies we need to be figuring this out and if they're the bad guys, they're going to panic and do something. Uh, well, I don't know about whether we want to 
put anybody in the position of them panicking and doing something. But I don't, and I don't know how you broach the topic, but you know, any one of us could honestly say, we were near the scene of one of the murders and we saw somebody flee. And if they're interested in, if they're actually trying to in some way interfere with the ripper, you know, that's a legitimate point of contact. You could even slip a note under their door. Hey, we were witnesses to the murder, blah, blah, blah. If you want to discuss it, meet me for coffee. Very public place, you know, or the hotel in the lobby, you know. I see the problem with that is that it sort of tips our hand that we know that they're like that we're watching them. I don't know that that's the best way to start a conversation. Hi, we've been spying on you. We broke into your room. We thought you were murderers, but now we think you might not be. But maybe we can team up. I think something more casual might be less likely to cause distress or offense. Maybe when we're thinking it. Then you could be like, here's your book back. You know, let's, you know, bury the hatchet and work together. I don't know. I'm just. Uh, Have you looked at the book very closely? In the time that you've had it? Yeah, I kind of. uh... I read through it. Like I said, it's got like a, a binding spell. And have you recited uh, anything? No, no, I, I, I didn't even recite that the endurance chant. I, I just seems seems like something I just don't want want to do to myself. Well, that's one question I have. You know, if because what with the bloodstone and scented oil and a bunch of crystals in a box they could just be it could be just a rich guy and his pal and they just are pretending to be magic people but if they have magical spells in this book then they're part of the discovery that we're part of so maybe i should take that off to a private place and see if it does anything right it's worth a shot. And also that binding, they're definitely looking into the same thing we are. They have a binding spell. From what I understand, Wiccans aren't inherently evil. I, I think they might be on our side. So, mm-hmm. It might not be a matter of sides either. I mean, they might be against murder or they might be in a different way approaching the Divine Mother from some other tradition that we don't understand. Right. Uh, you know, they could be they could be a third party that's neither on our side or on, you know, I mean, I don't know what the sides are. I don't know what the shape yeah, I, of this. Yeah, maybe I misspoke, but I mean, I, I don't see them. I don't think they're the murderers is what I'm getting at. It seems increasingly like if they were the Ripper. we would have some evidence of that. And on the contrary, they seem to be kind of oblivious to some parts of that. Um, But that doesn't mean I want to have tea with them right away. So what are your plans for today? What day of the week is it, do we think? Or does it not matter at all? I don't think it matters. We've, We've lost track. Yeah. Why were you thinking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show? <laughs> <laughs> it's always a laugh. Is Rothmershelm open? 
Yeah, they're they're doing. Business. You might want to go. I mean, real. I maybe we show up in person and try to find Glansandi because who knows what they've been looking into this whole time, and I don't like being kept in the dark. Yeah, it seems like our current partnership in this investigation is a little one way right now. I mean, they, they they've run some tests and things that we've sent them, but we don't know what they've been doing independently. Mm-hmm. If they've been doing independently, I think that'd also be very telling if they're not making any efforts. Well, I thought they were covering up all of the deaths that happened in their um, laboratory. So, yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I thought that that was going to take up a great deal of their time and energy. At the same time, Glansande thought that the public labs downstairs would be able to process things with without difficulty and we have gotten some results i just don't yeah being cut off from him seems a little suspicious as though yeah yeah. now were they saying he hasn't been in today or that he was busy busy that he was was busy okay so he's he's unavailable seen so he's not perhaps some uh nwi people are on site at this point right and they would i'd be very interested to meet those people All right. Shall we call it there then? Leave you with some decisions to make as to what you want to do next. Ah, our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Brian Daly, Keith Craig, Jason Melichok, and David Gasway with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing up to five shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with our show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Uh, if you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. And follow us on Twitter at ITD Podcast. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft with the Call of Duty role playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming. Mm-hmm.